is Russia's Orthodox Christmas ceasefire really just a ploy for more military advantages? And is Russia still making dangerous progress around Bakhmut? I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It is January 6th. 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get into it. Okay, first, when we look at the control map, we can actually see there is a not insignificant change in control uh, by Russia. You can see here they are actually advancing fair at a fairly rapid clip through Solodar. Uh, and, you know, we discussed that the strong points in many of these lines are representative of urban areas form the strong points for this defense. And if Russia proves able to cut off Solodar and cross Nahora, it will go a long way towards surrounding Bakhmut. Now, it won't necessarily affect the troops defending Bakhmut's ability to get supplies. Those are likely coming in through Chasivyar, um, not through the more vulnerable north-south axis. But Nonetheless, it will give more firing positions, uh, more space to maneuver uh, from going into Bakhmut. Now, when we look, you guys can see the advances they made. First off, Russian forces uh, have completely seized Bakhmutsky, uh, or nearly completely seized, no, I'm sorry, completely seized Bakhmutsky, and are using this urban uh, or suburban network of buildings and roads to advance and surround Solodar. Uh, this is, by Russian standards, a lightning breakthrough. Uh, you can see they're still continuing pushing out of Yakolivka and attempting to surround Solodar. This is uh, as much territory as we've seen change hands in basically the entire Battle of Bakhmut so far. Um, this uh efforts to surround it it's not clear that this is a great strategy um but it's it's the best of hard choices i think that russia has to make if they want to seize bachman um will obviously their future plans almost certainly involve taking solidar seizing blahodatne um and then pushing south into Krasnohora, all in an effort to sur further surround Bakhmut and cut off um, more arteries leading into the city, making it somewhat harder to defend. Um, when we pivot over to the combat map, you guys can see that Russia has uh, been pretty active going into its uh, ceasefire. Uh, this map still assesses, it does assess basically complete control of Bakhmutsky, does not assess full control of Yakolivka by the Russians, but it does show them making this core advance towards Solidar. Um, it also, of course, shows an attack uh, near Krasnohora. Russia's uh, daily sacrifice of troops across this canal that doesn't produce any measurable effects, and an attack to the south near Klachivka, as well as, of course, the standard three attacks from the Donetsk direction. Uh, Russia is nothing if not uncreative. Um, when we look at uh, some of this, we see that Russia's 36-hour ceasefire aligns basically with what they've been doing anyway, which is to say they've been making ground assaults for advancement, they've been stopping their ground assaults, consolidating their gains, and then 
48 to 72 hours later, launching another series of ground assaults preceded by artillery strikes. And so Russia is simply trying to get Ukraine to not attack during their most vulnerable phase of operations, their consolidation phase. Uh, this is, of course, not lost on anybody. Um, and we can see that Russia is really trying to make some level of gains, especially near Bakhmut, right? They really do, I think, need to show some kind of victory. And, you know, Putin has asked for, right, this Christmas ceasefire. But when you ask, it's sort of like the five-year-old's strategy. When you're about to lose the game of tag or the wrestling match, you immediately go, pause, 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 pause. And then you try to reconsolidate whatever advantage, get away from the person. Or, uh, But as we become adults, we realize that when you're playing a, a game, uh, you don't just get to pause the action when things are bad. Uh, trust me, if you've ever played Escape from Tarkov, uh, you know that when things are bad, they generally just get worse. That's sort of how it is here. And so Putin, just because he's at his most vulnerable phase in his attack cycle, uh, his offensive cycle, uh, doesn't mean that he gets to demand a pause. Uh, he certainly didn't pause for Ukrainian Christmas on December 25th. Um, so it's unlikely that that ukrainian forces will even attempt to enforce this pause instead it will just if he decides to unilaterally pause uh it's just going to mean that ukrainian forces will get a brief break from shelling uh, and will be able to launch offensive operations more effectively what else is new and interesting well uh, the U.S. and Germany are sent, and France are sending infantry fighting vehicles. In fact, it seems as though many NATO countries, um, including France, Germany, uh, are all sending their armored uh, APCs, basically armored personnel carriers, uh, that can move mechanized infantry onto the battlefield. And I think this is really interesting that they that the demand for these infantry fighting vehicles is so high. Uh, I suspect it's because it will allow infantry to advance without necessarily making them vulnerable or as vulnerable to artillery fire. Uh, Bradleys are tracked vehicles, so they can actually go off-road. And in many of these regions, you guys can see that there's a lot of open farm field, a lot of no man's land. So it can be an advantage because that can be really hard to mine. Um, and tracked vehicles like a brad can go over overland uh while protecting their complement their infantry squad from indirect fire and the infantry squad can deploy at urban areas where the brad can be a um uh a a elevated uh support by fire position so potentially is it a game changer well that's going to come down to how the ukrainians use it but i think it's certainly possible that uh if there is going to be a ukrainian spring offensive it's going to you're going to see a lot of those bradleys as we've talked about in other videos um the bmps the russian uh i don't want to say equivalent of a bradley since they're much more advanced, but a Russian vehicle that has a similar battlefield role uh, to a Bradley uh, has been a very, very uh, powerful weapon uh, in the hands of Ukrainian forces. So 
it does say to me that the Ukrainians know what to do with this sort of vehicle. And hopefully when they get their crews trained up on Bradleys, they'll see that uh, the decades of additional development that have gone into the Bradley really make it a much more powerful tool. Anyway, guys, of course, if you want access to the uncensored combat video breakdowns, the kind that YouTube doesn't let me show you, all the viral stuff you see on Reddit and you see on uh, non-YouTube video sites, I do those breakdowns on the Patreon. The link is in the description. And thanks so much to my lieutenant tier patrons. Um, you guys are really what make this whole thing possible. Um, you guys know YouTube's demonetization. Some Some weeks it's like, they'll let me upload anything and some weeks they won't let me if there's a tank or a firearm they'll demonetize it doesn't matter it, it just doesn't make any sense so having the patrons have my back means the world to me um and of course uh i'll see you guys all in the next one